weekend, my friends, last night we saw on this platform, deaf ears open, blind eyes open, diseases and sicknesses of all times, not only here but in other places, disappear by the power of the living God. Hallelujah. And how is it done? By faith in the... we bow our heads just a moment. Our kind Heavenly Father, we are grateful to Thee tonight for the Lord Jesus Christ, our loving Savior, who came down and redeemed us and made all these wonderful things that we're enjoying now possible through His vicarious suffering and death at Calvary. We thank Thee for this time of fellowship together, as Your people gather together to fellowship one with another, while the blood of Thy Son, Jesus, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. We are elated tonight to know that the time is drawing near that when we shall see him face to face, who we have longed all our days to see, and we pray that you'll keep us humble in our hearts that we can see. Now may he come tonight in great power and love and manifest himself to the people here. Grant these blessings as we ask in the name of Jesus, thy child. Amen. Good evening, friends. It's a privilege to be here tonight. Enjoy this fellowship with you, my dear friends. I was almost taken from my feet just now to see my good friend Brother Bosworth sitting on the platform. And I kind of was a little indignant, I guess, and walked right by and noticed Brother Egbert there also, these singers. And I was sure happy to be here tonight to see those brethren. And Brother Bosworth fixing to go to Japan right away. And before we uh, go any farther, we are not people of form. We just do as the Spirit leads. And it's get early yet, and maybe people are gathering. The storms, of course, has probably hindered some of our people tonight. But I would like to introduce to this audience, uh, if you have just a word or two for us, if you would. Uh, one of my close bosom friends, a second father to me on this earth. My father died when I was young. Brother Bosworth has been like another father to me. He's been lovely. He's been a help to me. And many and many meetings have we stood side by side. And I've seen this patriarch of the state stand at the post of duty. I seen him the night of the debate when this angel of the Lord came down and had his picture taken as you see here now they got in a meeting. It was Brother Bosworth who stood there that night and this young fellow just out of the seminary pointing his finger in that old saint's face and having him take his picture like this and he's shaking his fist in that old saintly man's face and saying, Now take my picture and now take my picture like that because he wanted six pictures taken he could publish it in his paper. And of such positions as that, an almighty God would not permit one of them to be developed. Every one of them was perfect negative. That's right. And then he went up and took the picture. When I was standing there, and the angel of the Lord jumped, and the angel of the Lord showed up in its place. So you see what the Lord will do. Now I'm going to, Brother Bosworth and I returned from Africa together. We had a marvelous meeting down there where the Lord did bless and great things. And Brother Bosworth was in this city many, many years ago with Paul Rader, Billy Sunday. 
It reminds me of an old pine tree that's standing on a hill alone. Only two here. We just love good singing. And we are very grateful for these men who are with us and for Sister Sakari and other singers and musicians and so forth to bring us the gospel in the way of singing and in music. May the Lord richly bless them. I've always said when I get to heaven, I sure want to get around where they're singing or the place that I want to be. Now, I just have a very few moments left to speak just a moment or two. This afternoon, I think I've maybe preached too long this afternoon, and I guess I'd almost had to apologize when I got outside. Brother Moore said to me, he said, Brother Branham, that maniac that you had had his right mind, and you told me uh, he, if you got healed, he's going down the street acting like a maniac again, running hard, screaming glory to God and everything. I said, well, he was just closed in his right mind then to worship, you see. That's right. Jesus gave him his right mind to worship him. He was crazy then to the people again because if he had received his right mind. You know, instead of the disciples, I believe brothers said it, they said, these men turned the world upside down. They didn't turn the world upside down, they just turned it back right again. It seemed upside down to everybody else. It had been upside down so long, so they just turned it back right again. And that's what the gospel does. In the St. Matthew, the 14th chapter, and the 27th verse, I wish to read just the portion and watching the clock to go right into the prayer line in a few moments, just for a few remarks. In other words, just to feel out my audience where we're at. In the St. Matthew, the 14th chapter, and the 27th verse, I wish to read just the portion and watching the clock to go right into the prayer line in a few moments, just for a few remarks, in other words, just to feel out my audience where we're at. Come now each evening, expecting God to bless them tomorrow afternoon at 2.30. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of a good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Now may the Lord add his blessings to them words. We are speaking again of Jesus. That's all we know to speak about is him. And we find him this time. He was about the Father's business, doing what was the Father bid him to do. And we are finding him on a ship, crossing again another storm on. We find him this afternoon, whitening the seas, giving a maniac his right mind. And now we find him tonight where he had been speaking practically all day. And in this speech or sermon, many people had followed him out of Jerusalem. Perhaps a crowd like this or a little more had followed him out of Jerusalem, out into a wilderness. And it come time for food and there was no food. And Jesus said to Peter, you give them something to eat. You feed them. Do you notice the very things that Jesus did, he expects his church to do the same things that he did, or he said, the things that I do shall you also. Now, he said, you give them bread. They said, oh, it take more pennies that perhaps they could gather together to feed such a multitude. And he said, have you any bread among you? 
And they said, we have a, a little boy here that has his, a few loaves and fishes, about uh, five loaves and two fishes or something like that. And he said, well, bring them here. Now, if you'll notice, in order to do something, Jesus taken something to do something with. Now, in order to bring faith in this building tonight for healing, Jesus has to take something to do something with. The first thing he has to get is get somebody here that's got faith to be healed, and that'll strike into the audience. I noticed last evening when the man that was blind was brought up on the platform and received his sight. That struck fire right away. The deaf woman that come, while was yet holding her hand and asking the evil to leave her, she began quivering all over. She said, I can hear you, I can hear you. Quickly, it struck fire. And by the time I was leaving, the whole building seemed to be illuminated with God's presence. Jesus taken what faith the blind man had, or what faith the woman had that was deaf, and started with that building faith. See what I mean? He takes something to do something with. Now, in order for him to get something, someone had to surrender something. That was the little boy. He had to surrender his lunch. Now, to the little lad, the lunch in the little boy's hand wasn't very much. He could only partially feed himself, perhaps. But once placed in the hands of Jesus, it fed 5,000. Now, maybe your faith is not very much, but if you what little faith you've got, if you'll put it in his hand, it might cause a revival to break out in all Chicago here. You've got to have something to do something with. And what you've got in your hand, in your hand it's not much, but in God's hand it's wonderful what he can do with such little. One time an old sheep herder by the name of Moses, he uh, was herding sheep one day, packing in his hand an old rice stick, and God spoke to him. By the burning bush, and Moses turned away to see, and God got an audience with him and told him he was going to send him down in Egypt to take over Egypt, bring his people out. Now, what a strange thing for God to take a man at 80 years old, backslidden, running from God. And at 80 years old, to send down into Egypt to overcome a big nation like that. It would be like sending one man into Russia now to take over. Egypt was the best uh, fortified nation in the world. There are great units of chariots and spearmen and horsemen and bowmen and slingmen. It was, had the whole world shaken at its feet. And yet God goes to this old man with long white beard and hair and said, Go down, Moses, and take over. How ridiculous that would sound to reason. You cannot reason God. You can't reason out God. God's not to be reasoned. He's to be obeyed. What God says do, don't reason with him. Just do it. Reasons to be nonsense in that state. Moses said, what can I do about going? Give him a sign. 
And he had a, he said, What is that in your hand? Now Moses had less than the boy. The boy had some food. Moses had a dry stick in his hand. In Moses' hand it was nothing else but a stick that he had picked up perhaps on the desert. But once when that hand of faith taken a hold of that stick, it becomes God's judgment rod to the world. That dry stick became the judgment rod. Remember, Moses stretched that rod. He stretched the rod over the seas. He stretched it in the air. It was God's judgment rod. Those Egyptians could have ever got that rod from Moses that had the Israelites whipped. And that's what takes today, as the rod was in Moses' hand, so is the name of Jesus Christ in the church hand. If the church will hold that name of Jesus, esteem it and honor it and quit using it in slang and so forth and use it in power and reverence, it'll conquer every enemy that God's got on earth. In my name they shall cast out devils. In my name they shall lay hands on the sick. All these things in his name. It sounds ridiculous to the world, but could you imagine how ridiculous that scene sounds before we leave it? There was Moses, an old man, eighty years old, going down into Egypt. Could you imagine with this old stick in his hand, his wife with two children, one on each hip, set the saddle of a mule. Here he goes, his head back, smiling, just a little rejoicing. Somebody said, Moses, where are you going? Going down in Egypt to take over. <laughs> a one-man invasion, going to Egypt. Could you imagine such a thing as that? The world would have looked and said, ridiculous. But the great thing about it, he did it. That's right. Wow, God said so. That's right. No matter how ridiculous it seems and how little, that stick and Moses' hand of faith with the Word of God behind it was more than all the armies Pharaoh could produce. Right. Amen. So was that little Thesius that morning. He gave him to Jesus. And he taken this bread and broke the bread and began to pass it out, and he'd break a piece of fish and pass it out. I want to ask you something, audience. What kind of an atom did he let loose then? Not only fish, we know that he was the creator. Christ is the creator. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He didn't only break the wheat. But he broke the wheat already cooked and baked. He never only broke the fish, the flesh, but he broke the flesh already cooked and made ready. What Adam did he turn loose sand, scientists? <laughs> what accumulated this fish every time he break off a piece of beast of more laying there? Already cooked and baked. What did he do with the bread when he broke it off and it was already brown right behind it out of the oven? Just hand it right out like that. That's our God. He's the same Lord Jesus tonight right. that he was then. But the fish in the little boy's hand wasn't much, but in Jesus' hand he fed the 5,000. Then I noticed he sent his disciples. He said, now I must go away. So you go ahead and make a ship ready and go over because we're going to cross the sea. And they went out and got the ship ready, but they couldn't wait on Jesus. They went on anyhow. He said, I'll go send a multitude away and I'll join you. 
But they went off without him. They had confidence in their boats. They were probably all fishermen and boatmen, so they knew their boats all right. So they went away without Jesus trusting their boats. And that's what the church has done today. We've went away with our church believing it's all right because we've got great organizations, great buildings, and we've left Jesus behind. We left Christ out of the church. Some of us just went off with our pastor and left Jesus. Some of them went off with the denomination and left Jesus. Some of them went off with the pipe organ and left Jesus. Some of them went off with the building and left Jesus. But leaving Jesus behind, trouble is certain to come. They had confidence in their boat. Not long ago, when we established this nation, we were a wonderful people. When this nation was established on Plymouth Rock, men got on their faces and they prayed and thanked God for a nation of freedom of religion that they could worship God. We were young. We were in our infancy. Then after that, they declared a Thanksgiving Day where God blessed their grounds. They come in and offered thanks. We were young then. The nation was young. We were a great people when we were young, crawling, while we were in the cradle. But I'm afraid after we've got big, we've went off without Jesus. We've opened up the bar room. We couldn't walk the straight, narrow path. We make fun of the preacher, spit on his feet if we could. A Holy Spirit falls in our meeting. We know too much about it now. We know we got better churches. We got better buildings. We got better educated ministers. We got better speakers. When we were young, God could deal with us. But when we get old, we know more about it than He does. And I'm afraid that our nation is moving on in its own self, leaving God out. We're surely in trouble. The Pentecostal people, when you were young, out here in these missions around, when Dr. Bosworth here, Brother Bosworth, and many of the others were little boys, preachers out here, you had little missions you were made fun of, called holy rollers. You were young, you had nothing. God was with you. You wasn't ashamed of the gospel. You'd kneel in the street and pray with anybody who wanted to be prayed for. You'd come to the altar, call the people up around the altar and stayed there until they were filled with the Holy Ghost, tears running down their cheeks. You went out. You lived godly. But I'm afraid we left Jesus behind. We've got bigger churches now. We've got better things. We've got big fine robe choirs. We've got pipe organs. We've got big fine buildings. And we went off without Jesus. Don't you believe that? When you were young, you believed in divine healing. You believed in the work of the miracles. You believed in all the supernatural gifts. But if we got big, we learned more about it. We went off without Jesus, just like they did, and trouble come in. I don't see how God would have mercy on us. But he has. When Jesus come and looked at the shore and the boat was gone, he never just turned around and left them, but he climbed up the mountain looking to see where they were. And he looked away out in the sea. And there they was, 
trying to go in their own strength, trying to go in their own power, trying to go up on their own, leaving him out, and they were in trouble. That's where he'd look and see the, the Church of America not long ago, when we were all tossed about with everything and the churches being formal and denying the power and everything. Just as he did then, so has he done now. He sent us a revival. He gave the Pentecostal church a revival. He gave the world a revival, a bringing back again, a blessing. He climbed up the mountain, looked out, and I'm so thankful tonight that the Lord Jesus Christ climbed the ramparts of glory, far and above all archangels, all principalities, and sitting at the right hand of the majesty of God tonight, watching this thing as he's tossing about. He's seen while this America was established on freedom of religion. He's seen the churches get formed and get away, but he didn't forget us. Right in the middle of the great night when all hopes is gone, that them little disciples would ever be saved, they realized that they'd gone off without Jesus. What did they do? All in there, no doubt, in distress, they prayed, wanting the Lord to come to them. They raised up and looked around, and here he come walking on the water. And the tragedy of it, here it is, Chicago, here in his world, the tragedy of it, they didn't recognize him. That's right. They were afraid of him. That's right. They thought he was a spirit or spook or something. They were scared of him. And now you cry. The sensible thing, the reasonable thing when he gets sick is go to the doctor. That's right. When your doctor fails, then you say, I've got to go somewhere else. When you come to the meeting and you see Jesus Christ performing his signs, you get scared of it. You say it's spiritualism. It's the devil. It's something like that. The only help those disciples had, they was afraid of it. And tonight, the only salvation we got for both nation, church, and individual, and healing is Jesus Christ. And people are afraid of him when he comes into the church. They're afraid. They go away. They're sitting in the church with curious looks on their face. I don't know what to think about that. I'm just as scared of it. I don't know. That might be psychology. That might be mental telepathy. That might be the devil. He might be a soothsayer. He might be an astrologer. He might be a witch. He might be a fortune teller. Don't be scared. It's the Lord Jesus Christ who saves the sick and the afflicted. It's the only hope of salvation in this day when our nations and worlds are in a turmoil. When our nations are breaking everywhere. When our churches are formal and indifferent. When the powers of God have failed to be preached in the pulpit. Jesus comes walking down on this troubled water. Don't be afraid of him. Accept him. For he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Saying the things that I did should you also. Don't be afraid. Peter finally ventured enough faith to say, Lord, you told us not long ago the things that you did, we'd do also. Now, if that be you, Lord, bid me come to you on the water. He said, come on. <laughs> the things that I do, you can do also. And Peter went walking. Notice Jesus and his last words here on earth, some of them. He said, A little while in the world seeth me no more. Yet you shall see me, for I will be with you even in you to the end of the world. Another statement he said, The things that I do shall you do also. 
even greater, for I go to my Father. And Jesus Christ can send that same ministry by man, ministered by angels, and the world of America in whole has looked upon it and criticized it. Right. What's left then but thinking to see hopeless? That's all. Don't be afraid, friends. Tonight. Here's Sunday night. We didn't have standing room. They were packed around. Because the Lord Jesus came down and done things, some of my friends standing outside, the people went out and said, well, he's just a soothsayer. He's just a astrologist. He's just this. It's the devil. Spiritually ignorant. And don't know the power of the resurrection of God. Don't realize. You've only heard one side of the gospel, my friend. You don't realize that that's the very same thing that Jesus did himself and said that we'd do the same thing. It's not nothing out of the catalog. It's out of God's Bible. And Jesus done those same things, witnesses himself. He said, I can do nothing except my Father shows me. And what I see the Father shows me. He said to the woman at the well after talking to her, he revealed what her trouble was. When Philip come and found Nathaniel, and Nathaniel come to be a critic. And when he stood up before the master, Jesus looked at him and said, Why, you're a good man, honest man, beholding as an uh, Israelite in whom there's no guile. He said, When did you know me? He said, Why, before Philip called you, you was under a tree. He said, I saw you. Now what if he said, Say, I believe you really are Beelzebub. Then you see where he had been cast? What if he said, I believe that's just mental telepathy? See what would have happened? But what did, the, what did this fine man do? He said, Thou art the Son of God, the King of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I knew that you was under that tree? He said, You'll see greater things than this. If you want to believe tonight, be of a good cheer. It is I, he said. Be not afraid. Nothing's going to happen but good if you'll just believe him. If you're in trouble, sit still in the boat, and when you see Jesus, say, Yes, Lord Jesus, I believe it's you, and I now accept you as my healer or my Savior, and everything will be all right. Shall we pray? Father, we thank thee in the name of Jesus, thy Son, for all of his goodness and mercy. And now may he come tonight and confirm what has been said that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. May his loving arms stretch out, and we pray as those who have been persecuted one time for healing the sick, and they gather together in the book of the Acts, the fourth chapter, and prayed and said, Lord, why did the heathens rage? And the people imagine a vain thing. Said, stretch forth the hand of thy holy child Jesus to heal said, Give thy servants all boldness to speak this word. And the building was shaken where they were assembled together. Lord Jesus, consider tonight, I pray thee, Lord, in our meeting here, that the hand of thy holy child Jesus may be stretched out in confirmation of the word to bring to pass the things that he said. And grant that this night that the angel of the Lord will encamp about this place and will come to every heart and make ready the infilling of the Holy Spirit and divine faith that all sick and afflicted might be healed tonight and sinners be saved for your glory. Now, Lord, I submit myself unto thee as thy servant. 
and pray that you will use thy servant tonight in the manner that you would have me to be used. I submit this audience to you and ask that you'll get glory out of this audience tonight, that you'll heal your sick children and forgive your enemy's sins. In Jesus Christ's name, thy Son, we ask it for God's glory. Amen. All right. The Lord bless you all. Now, I am here contending that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm sure that you believe that with me, do you? I believe that what he was yesterday, he is today. He was God yesterday, he's God today. He was a healer yesterday, he's a healer today. He was a Savior yesterday, he's a Savior today. He, he performed miracles by vision and did nothing except the Father showed him. Is that right? He said, the, a little while in the world seeth me no more, yet you will, for I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. I believe that. And if Jesus is in us, then we submit ourselves and get our human side out. Jesus Christ uses our bodies for his glory. Do you believe that? May he grant it is my prayer. All right. We'll, someone, if they will, go to the organ now, and then we're going to uh, call for the prayer line. We do not call for too many at a time. It's just weak and tired. Thank you, brother. I get just a moment. While the organ's playing, I want to, I got two or three letters a day. I do in every meeting for there every night, criticizing me for getting weak. <laughs> I can't help that. I wish I could, but I can't. But just let me ask you something just a moment. If you're here, I want, I, that don't make me feel bad at you. I love you. You just want to, you just want to understand. You have a right to ask that. Jesus was Jehovah God in veiled in flesh. And a woman's faith out in the audience touched him, just one woman, and the reason he knew it, virtue had went out of him. That's right. What is virtue? Mm -hmm. It's strange. That's right. It weakened him. Just one woman's faith touching him, it weakened him. How about the prophet Daniel, who saw one vision and was troubled at his head for many days? Do you understand now? Yes. See, you can't help it. We're just human. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. And the Lord Jesus Christ comes down and gives his Holy Spirit. You should feel this once and then yes. you understand. When you break, come out of your own being, knowing not where you are, into another dimension. And see things that was and things that will be. And check them and see if they're right. Right. God said that thing would take place in the last days and people would laugh at it. Right. We got it. Right. That's right. So here we are. We're in the last days. That's one of the great signs of the last days. Certainly it makes me weak. I can't help it. Wish I could stand longer. I do good to stand. After two or three people passes, then I'm, I'm just about finished. Sometimes I go out and they have to leave me. That's right. Brother Moore standing here. Brother Bosworth, he's ministered with me days after days all over the world, practically. And there's been many times that Brother Moore has gotten a car and rolled me around, him and Brother Brown, singing songs and me laying in the back seat crying, trying to get to myself. That's right. Crying. 
I went home. My wife is sitting present somewhere in this building. Where it went go at nighttime and hold my pillow like that and cry all night long almost because of it. Yes, sir. It's another, it's another world, it's another dimension. Just imagine yourself going 40 years back somewhere, seeing something had taken place years before you was born, and then come down. Here stands the patient. You, you wonder, well, now, you, you, you know you said something, but you don't know what you said. And then after a while, you see something will be years yet to come, and say what's going to take place with this person at a certain time. And then after a while, after two or three of them, you're really wondering whether you're here or there. Right. See, and you don't understand it. So please, just, if you don't, you may, you don't, I don't understand it myself. So let's just believe it anyhow. Amen. I don't understand how God had mercy on me and saved me, Amen. but he did it. <laughs> so I'm thankful for it. All right, now we'll uh, call up the, about 15 of the prayer uh, people with prayer cards. Let's call for the first 15. Who has prayer cards? One. Hold up your hand. One, two, three, four, five. On a prayer card, number one. Number two, number three. On up to uh, about 15. All right. Okay. Uh, from one to 15. Well, one to 15. Prayer card one to fifteen first. No, thank you. Okay. What letter would you give out? S. S one to fifteen. I just think about doing another prayer card. S one to fifteen. Lambert give out just a while ago. We've been using the last three nights the same group we give out the first night, but now we give out some new ones tonight, and it's an S. F one to fifteen, please. <clears throat> yes. F one to fifteen. All right. Who wrote this song? Does anyone know? Paul Rader is right. Perhaps wrote that wrote was it wrote what way do you know about Bonzer? But Paul Rader wrote that song right here in here right here in Chicago. Right here's where that song was born then. In Chicago, it's been my theme song. It's been sung in many different languages, in different parts of the world. It's called me to the platform for the past ten years, I guess. Only believe. All things are possible if you can only believe. Now have faith. Have faith in God and believe with all your heart. While we sing slowly now, all together.
do this for me. Let's just close our eyes now and raise up our hands and say, Now I believe. Now I
I am waiting for his presence to anoint me. Only thing this is, friend, is a divine gift. Comes just as natural as it would be for you if you sang, like one of these wonderful singers here, for them to sing. They're just, it's just their voice. They were gifted that. But they have to get into the pitch of it before they can do it. The Holy Spirit has to anoint. I have to submit myself in a way that the anointing takes me over, and then the visions come. How many knows that Jesus Christ, when he was here on earth, said he could do nothing of himself, just what Father showed him? Is that right? He did nothing at all unless he seen a vision first. Is that right? That's his own word. St. John 5, 19. Did he say, you shall do the same thing? Then it's Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. May he come tonight and bless us is my prayer. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I take this congregation in the control of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How do you do, sister? Now, to the audience, to this lady, I suppose we are strangers. We have never met on earth before, but God knows both of us, does he not? Jerry, do you know anyone in that audience? Do you know people in that audience? All right. That you're a witness then of this, what is going on. Now, I've never seen the woman. I'm, first time I've ever met her in life. She's just standing there. A, a, a woman's all I know about her. She's standing there. God knows that's the truth. Well, now God knows what she's here for. I don't. I couldn't tell you. She may have cancer. She may have tumor. I don't know what she's got. I don't even know. She may be a sinner. She may be a Christian. I don't know. She may be an alcoholic. She may be a dope addict. I, I don't know. She may be a critic. I don't know. But God does know. Then God can, if he will, reveal to me just what her trouble is. Now, how did Jesus do that when he met a woman like that? He began to talk to her. He said, bring me a drink. And she said, why, it's not customary for you Jews to ask we Samaritans such you have no dealings. He said, but if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me for a drink. She said, well, the well's deep and you have nothing to draw with. On went the conversation till Jesus found just what her trouble was. What do you think happened there? Now remember, his words is this. Very, very, that's absolutely, absolutely. I say unto you, I can do nothing till the Father shows me. Why did he send those disciples away and then go up the mountain tonight in the text? He, Father, had showed him he was going to walk on the water out where he was at. Certainly. The Father had showed him this woman. Well, he went the wrong way. He went up way around Samaria instead of going down to Jericho, right down the hill, right down the road. He went around to Samaria. Because the Father had told him there was going to be a woman come out there. Then he had to find out what was wrong with the woman. So he, being anointed as he was, he talked to her until he called her spirit. And when he called her spirit, he seen where her trouble was. He said, go get your husband. She said, I had none. Said, you said, well, or you got five. She said, I perceive that you're a prophet. We know that Messiah's coming will do that. We know the Messiah will do that when he comes. He'll tell us all things. He said, I'm he that speaketh. Now, if he's the same yesterday and forever, what would he do if this woman come here? 
He'd talk to her a minute, don't you think so? And see what the Father would say. Now, I shall do the same thing. After, if the Messiah, Christ, the Holy Spirit, will come and anoint me, he'll let me know what's wrong with her, what she's here for. Make him granted for his glory, that you might believe on him, the resurrected Son of God, is my prayer. Now, just to talk to you a moment, sister, always before, that you're conscious that the anointing of the Holy Spirit is here. Now, this woman, I've never seen her, but I, I've turned my head from her. And I uh, got away so that, uh, to keep from looking at her. Then I come back this way, I know that she knows that there's something going on. I guess they had that picture here a while ago of the angel of the Lord. That's exactly what you, you're feeling now. Now, to your friends out there that know you, know who you are, and perhaps know why you're up here, I don't know, but knows what's wrong with you. Well, if uh, you really feel a strange, not a strange, a glorious, white, humble feeling around you, anointing, if that's right, raise up your hand so people can see it. That's right. Last night, the angel Lord was seen by several people standing here at the platform. Others didn't. Not all of them seen the star, the morning star that led the wise man to Christ, but those who were looking, those who it was given to. And the lady is conscious. So will every person who comes here be conscious of it. They'll be conscious that something's going on. Brother Bowles was a few moments ago when that came from the right-hand side here and touched me, standing here, that brother pleased me so much so it struck him back over there. He was there crying. Now, in turn this conversation with you for to find out from God what would be your trouble, what you're here for, I just uh, talked to you a few moments just to touch the channel of your human spirit. I'm a man, you're a woman, this is your first time meeting in life, but God knows both of us, doesn't he? You are a nervous person, but you're not standing here for that. You're standing here, and you've got that handkerchief in your hand, and that's to go to a sick friend. Right. That sick friend has a, a cancer, and that, friend, that cancer is located on the breast. I see a doctor has done something, he took one breast off, he's removed one breast. And you brought the handkerchief that I'd pray over it, and you're to send it to your friend. They live in Illinois here. Are those things right? If it is, would you just add them to your handkerchief? Now, Father God, may the power of the Lord Jesus Christ that's standing here now, and while this anointing is moving, I lay my hands upon her friend and ask that the power of Jesus Christ go with this handkerchief, and may the enemy, the devil, move from the woman, and may she live. In Jesus Christ's name I send this token. Amen. God bless you, sister. Tell her to write me and give the testimony for you. All right, do you ever have faith? Do you believe? Amen.
Lady, I see you climb up to the prayer line and go sit down again. With that baby, you don't have a prayer card, see? You don't have a, the lady saying, you that baby crying? I see the little baby crying. You don't have the prayer card. All right. That's all right. The father behind there, you believe that the, that the baby will get well? Do you believe, too, mother, that the baby will get well if I'll ask God? Now, I want you both to lay your hands on the baby. The trouble is in the head. And you all come a long way from here, haven't you? You come from the state of Kentucky, didn't you? From, isn't that right? All right. The Lord Jesus of Nazareth made that demon leave that child. Come out of it. In the name of Jesus Christ, when no other hand like that mother is to lay there and I accept God. And I ask that the baby gets well. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. God bless you now. May you go and the baby live and be normal again. God bless you. Don't doubt, sister. I don't know. You've never seen yet. But God knows all about you. Isn't that right? Don't fear now. He knows all things. The evil's gone from the baby. Just keep believing. And the baby, you'll notice such a difference in the next 24 hours. It'll be a different child. You just believe that now. Go on. Amen. All right. Everyone reverend. Have, just have faith. Just a minute. Oh, bow your head. This is a deaf spirit moving against me now. It's on this man standing here. I thought it was in the audience. Bow your head now so we can get hearing to him, and then we'll talk to him. Everyone be reverent and bow your head. Lord, creator of heavens and earth, author of everlasting life, giver of every good gift, send thy blessing upon this, our brother, who stands here waiting tonight to be delivered from evil. O Almighty One, make thy servant tonight to be obedient to thy word. And I pray that you'll heal him, take the evil from him. And Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, I adjure thee to leave the man. Come out of him. I just keep your head bowed in. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? You may raise your hand. Can you hear me? Say yes to your life. Hear me now? Now you also, besides that, something that you cannot see. You've got a tumor. And that tumor is located in the jaw. Is that right? You believe me to be his prophet? And not only that, but you come from Zion City, Illinois, didn't you? Go home now, you're well. Jesus Christ makes you well. Amen. Just a little second to understand. You believe with all your heart? The only thing is you just didn't understand it first, that he might know God knows all things. All right. All right, bring the patient. You read it now. Don't doubt. Just believe with all your heart. How do you do? I suppose that you and I are strangers to each other. We are to each other. We do not know one another. This is our first time meeting in life. A very typical picture of Jesus and the, uh, and the Samaritan woman. There were two different races. One was a Jew and the other was a Samaritan. Now, this is white and colored together. In them days, it's a little different, like a little friction has been in the days past with white and colored. But Jesus let them know that God was the Father of all nations. 
Is that right? He doesn't care whether they were yellow people or white people or black people or brown people. All the wall of petitions broke down. Jesus Christ died for every human being in the world. You believe that? I do with all my heart. And we've just returned from Africa down there where we've ministered, seen 30,000 of your people converted in one altar call. And they really are humble and love the Lord. Our hearts burn to get back to them again. Us being strangers, knowing not one another, but you're not from this city. You have come from a city that's a, a, a country that's rolling. It's a great wheat country. It's Oklahoma. You come from Oklahoma. And you're here on a visit. You're here to see a loved one. That loved one is a sister. And you're here to be prayed for for diabetes. And the diabetes has went through your body, and in your right foot, it's eat a hole through it. Is that right? I'll send you back to Oklahoma to be well. Almighty God, in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, I condemn this blood-eating demon, and may the Calvary's cross and the blood transfusion, and may this diabetes sugar turn back normal to good, rich blood, through Jesus Christ's name and through his blood. Amen. Go doubting nothing, rejoicing. All right? Praise be to God. The woman just now coming to, she didn't realize what had happened until just now, what it is. She was healed. When she was standing under the anointing of that spirit, she didn't understand what it was. She just now come to herself to know what it was. What do you think about that out there, sir? The little man sitting out there with asthma. You believe? I see you reach for over that something you believe with all your heart that God's going to heal you of that asthmatic? You also have a hay fever, don't you? I see you holding your nose all the time. Isn't that right? If that's right, raise up your hand there. All right, stand up on your feet. Accept your healing now. Almighty God, in the name of Jesus Christ, let the man be made well for your glory. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to ask you something, sir. When that woman come down the steps uh, rejoicing like that, it made you feel real good, didn't it? It made you feel like that you was going to be healed yourself. That's when God answered your prayer. God bless you. Have faith in God. Don't doubt. Believe all things are possible. All right, the, the lady. You're near the kingdom lady sitting there looking at me. That light stands right over you, which is the pillar of fire that led the children of Israel. Do you believe me to be God's prophet? You have heart trouble, don't you? The lady next to you has heart trouble. Lay your hands on one another. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, while you're over them women, may the heart trouble leave them and they go and be made well through Jesus Christ's name. Amen. The blessings of God upon you. Just have faith.
<clears throat> you have spinal trouble, don't you, sir, sitting there? Yeah. You don't have you have a prayer card? You don't have a prayer card, do you? You don't have your prayer card, I say. No prayer card. Then stand up on your feet just a minute. Raise your uh, man in a green shirt, the one that's over just now, Sonny, just a moment. I want to see what happens to him just a minute. All right. You believe Jesus Christ to be the Son of God? You to believe me to be his prophet, his servant? You believe that? Your spinal troubles left you, sir. Move yourself up and down like this. I told you, it's gone. You're free now. Go home. You're well. Your faith has healed you. God bless you. Just believe with all your heart. Just the patience. Excuse me. This is three or four nights in the meeting. I'm getting warned a whole lot now. I get so weak. You look. You're suffering with something wrong in your chest. That's a tumor. You're all sore and nervous. Female trouble. You're from out of town. You're from Cleveland, Tennessee. Is that right? Now go home, believing the Lord Jesus Christ to be made well. I condemn the devil that torments my sister and ask him to leave her in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I go rejoicing, sister. Just have faith out there. I, I'm sorry to some that wrote your letters getting weak. I, I can't help that. I, it's something that I have no control of. I'll explain it perhaps later. That lady that just let, is that the lady that was healed just now? They're just sitting right down over there. Are you the lady that was healed? Oh, I see. Yes. Right there? Yes. Oh, lay your hand over on that next lady to you there. She has high blood pressure. She's wanting to get rid of that high blood pressure. Isn't that right, lady? Or right, lay your hand over on her, sister. You were just healed. Father, in Jesus Christ's name, may that blood pressure drop just now for your glory. Amen. You accept it, sister? You're, with all your heart. I see. God bless you, sister. Sitting right behind you is another colored lady sitting back there. Colored person. You got a stomach trouble, haven't you, lady, sitting out there with the little hood? And you've had a stroke. You're healed. You've lost a lot of weight. I've seen you where you was a heavy person. You've lost several pounds of weight, haven't you? Your stroke's all gone. Raise your hands up. Raise your, well, bounce your feet up and down. Lady, you're healed. Give God praise. Hallelujah. You're well now. God's peace be with you. Hallelujah. 
You may think that I'm crazy, but I'm in God's provided ways. So is this meeting in God's provided ways. Have faith in God. Believe with all your heart, and you shall be healed. Each one of you. All right. Bring your patience. You believe out of trouble left you while you're sitting right there in the chair? You did. Now just go and rejoice. That's the way to have faith to be made well. Come, lady. Do you believe that stomach trouble left you while you were sitting there? Go eat your supper then. In the name of Jesus Christ. Have faith. You believe the same thing happened to you? Yes. All right, then just go and be made well through Jesus Christ's name. Have faith now. Believe with all your heart. Sir, do you believe you're healed sitting there in a chair? You do? Come here, let me lay hands on you. That's what you want him to do. In the name of Jesus Christ, be made well. Amen. God bless you, brother. Let's say praise the Lord. Oh, my. Something went over that building then just then like a light. You'll find out after I'm gone from here tomorrow night there'll be people testifying of healing that don't realize it right now. Right. Something's happening. All right. That female trouble's gone from you. Just go rejoicing and being happy in Jesus' name. Have faith. Now you're having faith brightly. Heart trouble's nothing. God can heal all things, can't he? It's gone from you, brother. Go rejoicing. Let's say praise be to God. You believe in Jesus Christ, he you now as you come by? In the name of the Lord Jesus, may you be made completely whole. Amen. Go thanking God and rejoicing. Oh, my. Pour that water. What is it to our Heavenly Father to heal our arrival? Well, he can do it easy, can he? You believe me to be his servant? Would you obey me as his servant? Raise up your hand. Raise up your feet like this. Stomp them. All your arthritis is gone now. Go on the platform and rejoice you. I want that extra for you for a friend. In Jesus Christ's name, may it be so. Amen. Now go rejoicing and happy. Praise be to God. Brother, God can heal that diabetes as easy as he can heal a toothache, can he? If you believe he does it, you shall have what you ask for then. Don't doubt in Jesus Christ's name. The worst disease in the world is heart trouble, but God can heal it. Don't you believe it? Then you shall have it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come, sister. Do you believe? Do you believe me to be his servant? With all your heart? I see between you and I is a table. You're moving back from it. you got stomach trouble. Go eat your supper now. You're healed. Jesus Christ makes you well. Any persons in here want to be healed, raise up your hands. Lay your hands over on one another. If God can make demons leave from here, from death, grind, and so forth, he can make it out there. Here's Brother Bosworth, come here. Let's pray the prayer of faith. Almighty God, in the name of our Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, move tonight, and I cast out every evil spirit from this auditorium just now to heal all the sick and the sick of Jesus.